Now then, Lids, if you'd like to support the podcast, please visit patreon.com slash haveawordpod and sign up. Everyone that signs up on Patreon will get discounts for merch, discounts for live shows, also early availability on content and tickets. And this is the big one. You will get the Wednesday afternoon Patreon-exclusive episode. So Monday's episode is for everybody. Fridays, that's for every motherfucker's will. But Wednesday's episode is only on Patreon. Sign up at patreon.com slash haveawordpod. Today's podcast is sponsored by Prism Clothing. Prism is a men's streetwear brand based in the greatest city in the world, Liverpool. Every month they drop a new collection of custom-made hats and hoodies with t-shirts coming very soon. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook under Prism Clo. So Instagram is at P-R-Y-Z-M-C-L-O and Facebook is P-R-Y-Z-M space C-L-O. You can also place all orders at prismclo.com. They've kindly given our listeners an exclusive offer of 15% off on all orders using the code HAVE15. That's H-A-V-1-5, and you use that code at the checkout. So go to prismclo.com now and treat yourself. Go on, lockdown shit, cheer yourself up. You deserve it. Now, I'm getting the word not. Oh, Jesus. Who the fuck is that guy? Denise! Don't chat to me! I can see fumes coming off your pom pom look like petrol station. Shut up! Disgusting! Follow us on social media at HaverWordPod. And don't forget to watch our very funny podcast videos on YouTube. You can subscribe at youtube.com forward slash HaverWordPod. They go by Alan and Dave, Aaron and Dean, Grandad and the Yeti, or even Chanel and Denise. But what's for sure is they are the funniest leads in the podcast game. Don't be a Tory. Down your tabo shandy and tell a friend. This is Hava Wad. Oh, we're back. We're back. Fucking weekend off. What was that about? What was that? A long weekend? Just got a bit weird. I was like, fucking hell. Felt like I'd been furloughed from the podcast. (laughs) Back to back days off for the first time in two months. Jesus Christ, you know things have got weird when one of us gets furloughed. That's a fucking awkward email, isn't it? On a two man (laughs) podcast. Dan, I've been looking at the numbers. You know, we're making a bit on sponsoring. You know, everyone's been really supportive on Patreon, but we're going to have to probably put you on 80% wages. All right, see you later. (laughs) (laughs) Adam, just monologuing to fucking save money. Oh, what did you do with it? What did you... What did you... Do you have a nice time? I know, it's just because we care. It's because... I think we've mentioned this on previous podcasts. Just because otherwise we're like at each other all the time going well have you thought about this have you emailed that person i think we try and leave each other alone a little bit in those gaps yeah. now just so we're not like because this morning i did my thing of like morning adam here's some fucking questions because it's pod day that's different so i left you alone but yeah it was a bit weird it got to sunday i was like fuck um what should we do <laughs> got to that point <laughs> which i think has probably been most people's experience in the shutdown They've had those days already, but because we've been banging out so much fucking stuff, and we've had 
all sorts going on here. Everything's leveling out a bit. We had a moment of like, I might just chill out. Got like that. I've um, I've spent pretty much all weekend doing the penultimate edit notes for my stand-up special. Yeah, uh, I also teased this on Twitter before. I've mentioned it on the podcast already. Podcast seems a bit of an insider's club, really, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's definitely going to be ready. It's coming out on Saturday the 30th of May on YouTube. just want to ask everyone who listens to this to go and subscribe to my YouTube channel because that's where it's going to go, which is youtube.com slash Adam Rowe Comedy. Um, but also tomorrow at midday lunchtime on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, I'm going to put the artwork out, like announcement for everyone else. Do us a favor, everyone on this, just go and like it and comment on it. Cause the more people that like it and comment on it and retweet it and share it, the more people are going to see it and go and subscribe. I just want people to see this fucking thing. It's a, uh, it's good. I'm really proud of it. I think people, especially fans of this podcast are going to find it dev funny and you know, why not put a stand-up special out when no one's got anything else to fucking do? I think it's... I mean, everyone listening will will get behind it and enjoy it because it'd be fucking weird if you enjoyed us talking shit and then we're like, yeah, when Adam prepares stuff, it's just not for me. When he's actually <laughs> had time to think about what he's saying, it loses something. Like, it'll be amazing, but... I thought that when Tom Segura brought out Ball Hog like two weeks into the shutdown, I was like, fuck me, that's good timing, isn't it? I mean, the reason <laughs> the reason Tiger King booted off, not it is good. Tiger King would have got some traction anyway, but because it was just at the point where we're like, "Fuck, Netflix wants something to do," and then Tom Segura bought out Ball Hog. I was like, "Oh man, he's excellent," but that will do his career. I mean, that could give him like a thirty, forty percent boost from where it would have been just because it was the big Netflix release at the start of a shutdown when everyone was when everyone felt like they'd completed Netflix hopefully everyone's yeah. savvy enough to be like wow Adam's quality let's go and hunt him out on YouTube watch it properly YouTube's so good these days in terms of picture quality it's it's the same as watching it on Netflix essentially yeah it's in it's in HD it's not quite 4K the one I'm putting out but it's it's full HD and stuff it's going to be dead good um, where would I you think, um, go on sorry I think the the weird thing we're putting something out during a shutdown is realistically the reason any comedian puts a stand-up special out is for two reasons normally it's first of all to make money like Netflix if Netflix give you one you know you get whatever they pay you for it depending on your profile and whatever and the second one is to sell tickets now I'm putting a stand-up special out which is going to do neither of those things <laughs> because at the minute I haven't got any tour dates because I don't know when we're going to be back. So it's not like people can watch it and then go, fuck, I need to see this guy live and go and find tour dates because they're just not there. And I'm not going to make any money from it because it's going out for free on YouTube. So it's weird putting a special out at the minute, which is not going to generate any ticket sales or sales because I'm not selling it because I just want people to see it. But I'm just hoping that enough people watch it and find me and then find this podcast and then... Yeah. Uh, when we do come back, they go, oh, I watched this special. And I hope they don't forget about it. I hope, I just wanted to get me some new fans as well as build on the ones I've already got. You've got to have the stuff to do the, you know, online bit. I mean, I held back for years. I've done little bits and bots, but you've got to be a good comedian who isn't getting the love on Live at the Apollo or whatnot and be like, I've got this content and I want people to watch it. There's loads of comics who are decent, but they don't have the self-confidence to throw stuff against the wall and try it. I think what you're doing is is brilliant, especially because it's not... Um, 
it's not like a the same as a Netflix special where it's like a full tour show at a theatre. It's something a little different, isn't it? It's like a reflection of circuit life and a night on the circuit. Yeah. Well, I, I'm really happy with one of the trailers that's going to go out um, and one of the, uh, the the bit at the end it, during the credits. Back backstage one night, I filmed the other comedians talking about me while I was on stage. And it just looks really funny. It just gives you a little insight to what a green room is like <laughs> while the show's on. And comedians just being a bit bitchy. It's just, it's funny as fucking all the comedians involved. Did they uh, know? Did they know? Or did they? Did yeah. you just press record? All oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. they, they, they did know. I wouldn't do that because first of all, like, oh, so for those who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, you'll see this in the credits of the special. I've, I've set what looks like a hidden camera up backstage at the comedy club that I filmed this show at and there's like four other comedians in there and while I'm on he's, they're, they're, set, they're basically slagging me set off slagging me off calling me a prick and they all knew they were being filmed obviously the reason you can't do that really for real is because it does happen like it, you could be the nicest best comedian in the world when oh, you yeah. go on stage the bit of bitchiness backstage. I don't want to know what people say when I'm on stage. It's absolutely none of my fucking business. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I couldn't yeah, have yeah. done it for real. But it is a. It's, oh, there's, it's don't, a there's some comics that wouldn't. There's a lot of good comics. Also, there's a lot of comics astute enough to know that even if they don't like someone, there might be a friend of the comic in the in the dressing mm. room. But then there are just some fucking snakes. Yeah, who were just like. <laughs> literally all they want to do is like it used to be the old jonglers the way of the old jonglers gigs the old fucking mcdonald's franchise stag do's hen do's the dressing rooms were dire places awful and some of those comics have learned to adapt and they've become nicer the circuit is generally a nicer place but there's one or two characters on the circuit who i mean i don't mind calling a fucking spread like you just call the act what they are like be honest you don't have to be nicey nice that's even more sinister but there's some guys that have just got pure evil in the heart like yeah they, oh they're doing well aren't they like yeah yeah are they you're like oh right you miserable cunt so funny because i've seen the clip and one of the comics that adam's got doing it is al barry who's a very good comic and a nice guy but he fuck me does he come across as a tory cunt <laughs> and he's Just, not he's not he's but left wing but mate, you would, he, if you mess him for five what? minutes you would believe yeah he He's he's so he he rocks the pompous vibe very well. So for him yeah. to be like, oh god, oh he's doing that like, oh god, like it's very yeah. funny. You won't say what he says, but because it'll ruin it. But very funny. I, what I'm really happy with is I've sent the clip to a few comics and gone, what do you think of this? And more more than half of the comics I've had to ask me, is that real? Yeah, that's what you want. Like. Even comedians are looking at it going, fuck, did you film backstage? That's just, that would be breaking comedy law that to film a green room without the comics knowing. Because we've mentioned on this podcast, but the shit that gets said in green rooms makes every offensive joke ever told by a comedian on stage pale in comparison. Green rooms, yeah, especially if you get a good one where you're all mates and you all know each other well, it's a fucking feisty little thing you're all being audible to each other and even more audible to people who aren't there you can't film that and then put it on the internet without people's fucking permission and yeah very differently that would be a real breach of trust wouldn't it <laughs> i tell you who else is a cunt um 
I think very different from that from what I was talking about about people just being nasty and cynical there are some of those characters and you just try and avoid them and I think they I think there's their numbers are dwindling because I just think people are like behave yourself just be a better person be a better human you can you can think someone's a knob that's different than just being nasty and bitchy yeah. and, but uh, comics do not enjoy comics telling other comics how well they did it's just not in our nature to be like <laughs> if we sit around and or ring each other on the way back from gigs no comics like oh tell us um tell me who you've seen do amazingly recently you're like oh <laughs> well, loads of comics loads of good guys you know sean collins my very good friend on his fucking ass lad <laughs> you just who was the worst yeah. person you gigged with this week did you hear have you heard is the one of the best <laughs> is one of the best dressing room or drive from a gig things like have you heard about and you're like and instantly all comedians you know like like <laughs> the fucking what are they called on the meerkats <laughs> on the prairie have you heard about so-and-so died on his fucking hoop you're like eh, what all of a sudden all the comedians at the dressing room are like heads up like what was that who died someone had a fucking terrible one. Oh, brilliant i just I love it doesn't mind me saying this and he will be one of uh, the guests that we really hurry on as soon as we get the studio sorted and we, we can have guests on um, it, it'll be one of my first choices a good mate of mine who we've mentioned before is Alfie Brown who is from down south he's a he's from London He's but his family are from Merseyside like his heritage and he's a massive Liverpool fan he adores Liverpool and I was there for he was comparing as well an absolute stinker of a gig he had. Now, I think Alfie is one of the best comedians in the country. He's I love him. Great. Go and check out his work. He's phenomenal. He's a bit rock and roll, isn't he? I'm not even going to tell the story. I'm just teasing this for when Alfie's on the pod because I'm going to make him tell it in his own words. It's fucking amazing. I can't wait for people to hear it. Oh, comedians. Just comedians dying. You're like, oh, why is it so is it? enjoyable? Not new comedians. That's not as fun. That's not as fun. No. That's like watching a fucking, I don't know, like a, a an amateur boxer get knocked out. You're like, oh, God, they've just started. Like the under-16s, and yeah. he's got fucking completely KO'd. You're like, yeah, that's not as funny. We're talking about the pros who've had a few fights when they get fucking lamped out of the ring by some nasty crowd or it's just some fucking brutal heckle. You're like, I love it. Is there... Have you got a bad gig in your head that is your go-to bad gig story? Have you got one that you remember as like the worst one for whatever reason? Got, I've got a cut. Yeah, yeah. And and this is the weird thing. Some sometimes they're so crap, but they're like not funny crap. They're just yeah. shit. Where you've been let down by the person who booked it. The people are a bit cunty. The setup's crap. The lighting's wrong, and then you've not been great. You know, there are like comics are like well, I, I, it's their fault. It's sometimes on us. You know, like it's it's a combination yeah. of them. But I've done gigs where it's been in the wall, and I'm like, I could have played that way better. And then there's other times where I'm like, fuck, I'm basically a victim here. I, <laughs> I've I've had a couple of bad ones. One in Liverpool when I was starting out I was probably about four or five years in at Rawhide when it was down at the Albert Docks and I've got a couple of bad corporate stories in fact I've got three 
The three, I've got three gigs and I know exactly what they are and they're, and they're brutal for different reasons. The two corporate ones, and they're not proper gigs, so they're almost like not the same. The two corporate ones, one, I did an afternoon gig here in Chester at the Abode uh, Hotel, which was swanky as fuck. And it was run by a guy who's been involved in comedy for about 10, 15 years, in and out. He's now out. And he's one of these people that talks a good game, but he's not to be fucking trusted because they chat shit. Got me 300 quid to speak at a charity afternoon dinner for all the Cheshire cunts. And it was this Sahara drive across the desert and they'd got these cars, they'd painted them, they were having a fundraiser. And I'd said to him, I'll do it, it's handy, no problem. But uh, I need to know there'll be a mic and a microphone, all the usual, don't let me down on that, of course. The organiser had literally said to him, does he need a mic and a microphone stand? And he'd gone, nah. When I was booting off afterwards... When, when I got there and there wasn't a mic and a mic stand, I went, it's imperative. I, I literally said, and she showed me the text message from this numpty promoter where she went, does he need a mic and a mic stand? And, and he went, no. Fucking, I've never been all right with this cunt. I was literally, that kind of like, that's so selfish, that shit. I walked on, there was no microphone, and they basically didn't know they were getting comedy. The organizers was like, yeah, this is fine. And, oh my God, I ate my balls, but I didn't just eat my balls. Adam, I ate my balls without a microphone. There is, <laughs> there is something so validating about having the technical equipment in your hand. You're like, right, well, you're a bunch of 60 bellends, but I'm the 61st bellend, but I've got a microphone that's connected to these speakers and these lights are pointing at me. Now, you might be twats, but at least I look proper. If you take that away, you're just a bellend shouting in the corner of a hotel fucking function suite going, hi guys, you all right? I did, I'm not even joking, I was booked for half an hour. I did eight minutes and it was, ne I've never known a worse effort they they gave me two minutes of like annoyed concentration and then the whole of the back of the room went and the front of the room looked appalled and I went, do you know what guys, I think we might have to walk away from this one and just put it down to misadventure and a woman at the front went, just quietly, so no one else could hear, but me just went, yeah, yeah, just probably just let us have our afternoon, yeah, let us have our dinner, <laughs> like that. Probably just, just let us finish our nice dinner and I, I was like oh I couldn't call her a dick she wasn't being a dick she, in fact it was a, it was I actually knew exactly what she meant and I walked off to the most like I did a corporate imp oh fucking that that's literally giving me the cold shivers I did a corporate in Preston that was so bad and my agent at the time had, had gone yeah it's cash just pick up the cash afterwards the only problem with getting paid cash for corporates is they don't give a shit if they don't pay you because they don't need comedians ever again. They're not part of the circuit. On the circuit, if you don't pay a comedian, we're on the phone to each other. We're on the, we're on Facebook going, this guy's a fucking thief. And we try and blacklist them. Companies are like, I couldn't give a fuck. We'll use a musician next time. We'll get karaoke. It will be better. I ate my fucking balls, but did my time because I was like, I'm not going to let these cunts not pay me. I did my time. I fucking hoofed it. Massive chessboard dance floor and all these bell ends just outside Outside Preston staring at me and at the end of it I went for my money and he refused to pay me oh the absolute humiliation he went do you, he went, do you think I'm paying you for that shit <laughs> did you get paid though eventually my agent 
got half the fee. But you did all your time. I did my time. But I, mate, what was this company? Oh, God, mate, I blocked it out. It's ten years ago. Ten years ago. It was at the Marriott Hotel, I just north of Preston. Tell you how much fucking damage I'd have done to that company through hook or crook. If if I did my time at a corporate and they refused to pay me because it wasn't whatever they wanted it to be, yeah, and they were, oh, here's half the money. I would make sure that through criminal damage or something else, I will take the rest of my fee out of that somehow. Like if they if they let's say they were meant to pay you five hundred quid and they gave you two fifty, I'm doing at least two hundred and fifty quid worth of damage to some windows. I'm slashing some tires on BMWs. I'm shitting on your windscreen. I'm doing <laughs> You're doing a two hundred and fifty pound shit. <laughs> Which with well, Adam's medical me. history. I honestly this is how much I can't do deal with that level of eggy in my life. He said that to me. He and the the woman was like trying to apologize like i'm so sorry oh it's so difficult but it, it just didn't go very well and he was like i'm not paying for that shit and i just went cool and i just walked because i'm not having a fucking argument with some bell end surrounded by all his bell end like staff and i just walked and i got straight on the phone to my agent kicked off and from that point on adam you'll be so unsurprised to hear they never did cash corporates ever again they made the corporate pay before <laughs> the gig which is is an industry standard and we should have had in place already you can't have cash corporates it just doesn't work because they're like ah, fuck i don't give a shit we're plumbers i don't give a fuck if dan nightingale hates us but oh my yeah. god it was brutal and I never even thought to take revenge on the company I am such a like in that situation I'm like I just want to walk away from it I don't want it in my life and in Liverpool the the gig that I died I was starting out and I ate my balls for 19 minutes in Liverpool on the Albert Dock this is about 5 years in and I and they were being nice with me but they didn't like me there was chatting they weren't shouting and I, on about minute 18 this guy stood up and and decided he was going to heckle me and the crowd hadn't laughed at me for a good, I'd say I was in the 12th minute of eating my balls, but I was trying to do my time. And he stood up and he walked round the stage towards the toilets. And he was like, this is fucking shit, mate. I was like, thanks, mate. As if it's not hard enough, hard enough. Now you're giving me shit. And he kept going and he was still talking and he was looking at the stage while giving me shit. The crowd were like, not on his side, not on my side. They were almost like, yeah, he is shit. This guy's got a point. But he's like, yeah, fucking dreadful, mate. Don't know how he's called yourself a fucking comedian. You want to have a, a look at yourself? And he wasn't looking at the glass door for the toilets. And in his fucking <laughs> periphery, all he could see was the shape of a doorway. And he went to say another thing while looking at me and walking sideways and fucking slammed into that glass door. So it was like comical. You know when you do a fake slam? It was amazing. He bounced off it. It got a massive round of applause and I walked I was like hey I'll take it <laughs> <laughs> they they laughed so much at that guy walking into the glass door that that's how much of a whore comedians are for laughter I was like oh fuck they're laughing thank you good night <laughs> I just I, I, oh totally I, do you know what's oh, really bad oh that's you know? worked literally giving me heartburn talking about those three gigs <laughs> you know the worst thing you can see though uh, as another comic as a performer uh, or even as an audience member is you know when you're at a comedy club it's Friday night Saturday night whatever and one of the acts on the bill the audience like what you've just been talking about the, the audience are just not going for it there's a temptation 
as a comedian to overrun and chase one big laugh. Yeah, 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 and it's yeah. one of the most distressing things as a as a colleague to ever watch one of your colleagues do. So a comedian will be on stage and for 10 minutes, they, they're booked to do 20 minutes, industry standard is 20 minutes. And from minute 10 to minute 20, they've got titters at most and next to no reaction. It's and not what you're meant happening. to do is go, <laughs> fuck this, I'm off. And just walk off to the sound of your own footsteps if you have to, once you've done your time. Or if the promoter flashes you early, if it's going that bad, sometimes a good promoter will give you an out. And on 12, 15 minutes, they'll flash you and go, fuck this, just get off, give the audience a break, and we'll get the next act. That's the white towel. That's the corner throwing in the white towel, isn't it? Essentially. (laughs) You need to wait for the light, because if you walk off without that, the promoter can go, you've only done 11 minutes, I'm not fucking paying you for that. So you have to either do your time or be given a signal that you can fuck it off. And the worst thing that you can see is just a comedian going, no, right, I'll do one more bit, and I'll get one big laugh, and then that doesn't get a laugh. And no, well, I'll do one more. And sometimes it means that comedians who've had the worst gig of the night are the one that the audience sees the most of. <laughs> They're in like the 27th minute of a 20-minute set, flogging <sighs> a dead fucking horse. It's almost like, you know, if you're a first responder and you you do CPR on someone, there is a point where they are not they're not coming back. <laughs> when you're in the 27th <laughs> minute of going, like pressing on the chest, like, yeah, he's definitely gone. Phil, leave it, mate. the coffin into the ground. Clear. <laughs> what's Clear! your uh, What's your one that comes back? It's it's at the it's at the forefront. Not it's not in the forefront. It's at the back of every comic's mind. The gig that makes you go. <laughs> um, I, there's one that I've told the story of before on the podcast, which was a Christmas do at the Crown Pub where Hot Water used to be, and it was so silent. I heard someone say, "I thought he was supposed to be a comedian," which was. Oh, not yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, my first tryout for Jonglers, right? So this was eight years ago, and it was in Leeds, but not the good Leeds room that became highlights. It was in, like, Oceana, I think, yeah. the nightclub. Stinky Leeds. And, oh, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> so the compare goes on, and I'm the open spot. I'm booked to do five minutes, right? Or maybe it was 10. 10, I think. And the compere had done a good job. He was having a good gig. And the opener and the second act, who were both in the first section, had ropey ones. Then there was a break, and then it was me, and then the closing act. And the compere went on, and he ripped it again. And then he went, right, your next act coming on is a new act. They don't get paid. They're just here to showcase their skills. And he's from Liverpool. And there was a stag doing from Manchester. And they booed for about 25 seconds before <laughs> I'd walked on. Um, and I was too new to know how to deal with that. Oh, yeah. And I walked on. And the rest of the audience sort of humoured me for about a minute. <laughs> and I was getting a few giggles. And then it just went to fucking shit. And I was definitely meant to do 10 minutes because I walked off after about six and a half. Um, just thought this is just I just went thanks guys thanks for having us uh, walked off and the compere goes yeah but what had happened when they when that stag dude booed I thought the compere was going to fix it but he didn't he just went don't be booing him he's a new act he's coming he's doing it for free give it up for Adam Rowe um, and then the closing act had a bad gig as well the only act that had a good gig that night was the compere because it was one of those gigs where the audience just want crowd interaction yeah, 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 I yeah, ate yeah. a dick 
for five and a half of the six and a half minutes. It was like the first minute I was all right. They gave me a bit of humor time. And what had happened was this was when Jonglers was just on its way of going to shit. And they were getting the DJ of the nightclub to do the feedback for the comedy. So right. he would write the feedback. Oh, this guy was good. He should get more work or whatever. The DJ only watched me first minute. So I actually got a paid booking from Jonglers <laughs> off the back yes, of this gig. Right. I love it. <laughs> feedback was, starts really strong. Seems like he's good. Uh, yeah, I'd give him paid work. And he fucked off after 60 seconds and didn't realize I walked <laughs> off three and a half minutes early to fucking ambivalence from the audience. Do you know who the compare was? Go on. Have you never seen me before? Kane Brown. <laughs> Kane Brown. Sure. Yeah. Upset me. <laughs> Nasty open spot. Do you know why he didn't in that situation get on top of that? Because he was like, cha, that's racism. But that's white on white racism. <laughs> no one gives a shit about that racism. As if you could go, Kane, excuse me. Um, listen, I suffered a white on white regional discrimination there. <laughs> As a Liverpoolian, I don't, I don't know if you picked up on it. I was booed because of where I'm from, and I think you should have dealt with that. You're like, fam, I'm black. What are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, all of that bullshit. Are you from there? Well, I'm from near there. <laughs> oh, oh my god, you know it's so da- you know it's tiresome. Sort of grown as a comic though, and developed new skills. When I walk on in Manchester and I get booed now, it helps me. Yeah, because I've course, got yeah, a bit yeah. and I've got the skills to immediately flip it. And I basically just have a go at Warrington. That's what I do. It's a bit cheap. Oh, yeah. What it does is it turns the whole room from, he's a fucking scouser, boo, fuck him, we're the all manx. And then the whole room goes, ah, he's actually funny. And we do all like Warrington to be fair, so fuck them even more. And it's and it's just a I bit have of a better gig. It's just a, it's, it's a bit of circus, isn't it? It's a bit of theatre, you know? They don't really fucking... They don't really hate you. It's just a little bit like... I tell you what, it happens less, though, at the Frog now. That's the difference. When I first started out at the Frog, people were from Manchester, Oldham, Rochdale, all around. And now it's just like loads of graduates and young professionals who are like, oh, we've come to comedy at the Frog and Bucket. Oh, great. And I'm from Liverpool. Okay, that's another place I'm not from. Let's hear your, <laughs> let's hear your ideas. And even, even in Liverpool now, I've got that bit about the, the Mancunian accent that always works well. I say, oh, I lived in Manchester for 10 years. That used to get a full, like, and even hot water sometimes, they're like, eh, eh. we're not from here either, so don't worry about it. <laughs> like, they're all from over the, There's like tourism because, ah, oh, it's funny. Funny how it happens. Do you remember your routine about giving Liverpool the independence at once? Oh, fuck, I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you, you would put, like, loads of shockers round the state of Merseyside oh, and blow it off. It floats off into the Irish Sea, and for the first time ever, it makes sense Wigan's got a pier. <laughs> That's what you used to say, isn't it? I, do you know why I remember I that so clearly? That. Yeah, go on. Because you had the laugh-in in Chester... And I seen there was a moment where you realised what you'd done. I'd done you it did before you yeah. in the middle section before bringing me on. You did this five to ten minute anti scouse really good funny bit of stand up, and then went right. Thanks, guys. Your next act, Adam, 
oh and as you started saying the word row i seen in your eyes you went oh i've done me scouse bit and uh, i went on it was fine i had a i had a good gig and when i come off you were like mate i'm so fucking sorry that i did that to you and it didn't matter but it was so funny uh, as a fairly new act watching you rip the place apart <laughs> with an anti-scouse bit and then adam Ra- Oh! <laughs> oh! By the way, anyone who's listening to Liverpool go, what, what the fuck's that, Dave? What did you say? I literally was like, Liverpool's great, but they love it, don't they? They really love it. A lot of places don't love where they are. Like, if you go to some towns like, oh, yeah, it's fucking shit here. You go to Liverpool like, I fucking love this city. It's the best city in the world. And I think that is fact. I was like, why don't yeah. we give them the independence they clearly want not just in, we'll we'll blow them off the mainland. They'll float. It doesn't make any sense. We'll float them off the the, the independent island of Scouse, and the and the punchline was, and for the first time ever, it'll make sense that Wigan's got a peer. That was the fucking joke. It wasn't like horrific anti-Scouse banter. It's still not as bad. And I know I'm repeating myself from the podcast, but when Liam at the Frog asked for me to do the Niggit McChuckins bit, and I did the yeah. Niggit McChuckin story, and then brought a black guy on. That was <laughs> that's a different level of bell end. That is fucking oh. But yeah, on the thirtieth of May, please go and watch my stand up special. <laughs> and tomorrow, please go and like and share all the posts about it and any you see from now until when it comes out. A little like, a little retweet, a little share, a little comment. It all helps. It helps me a lot. I'd appreciate it. Okay. Sweet. Now then, lids, I want to tell you about Trans Alloy Wheels Limited. Alloy wheel refurbishments, car body work, and customization services in Leeds and throughout West Yorkshire. Basically, these guys can sort your wheels out. And if you listen to this thinking, well, I'm not like a boy racer, I'm not that bothered about my car. Mate, I drive a Volvo. And after the fucking Rona, I'm going to these guys at Trans Alloy Wheels Limited when I'm gigging in Yorkshire, and I'm going to get them to sort out the alloys that are all scuffed up and fucked on my Volvo V40. So even if you've got a sensible dadmobile or you've inherited your nana's banger, soup up the wheels, get them sorted. If you part like a bell end, get them tidied up, make them look smarter. Go the full hog, get them jazzed up, get them glitzy, get them gold. Just live your life through your alloy wheels. They can add value to your car and make it look fucking smart. They use the same techniques as the biggest car manufacturers and they offer powder coating, diamond cutting, painting, new tyres, acid stripping and shot blasting, tyre fitting and removal. They do car body repairs and they have a pickup and delivery service. They also do insurance work. These guys have got amazing reviews online. Come and get your wheels souped up, changed and refurbished. And this is the best bit. All Have A Word listeners will receive 25% off everything. I'm going, I'm getting my saving. These guys are amazing. Trans Alloy Wheels Limited. Get them on Facebook, Insta, online, the lot. Nice one, lids. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling triggered. It must be Have A Word with Adam and Dave. Okay, doke. Right, let's crack on with the second section. Oh, my goodness me. We were going to swap round responsibilities for this. We need to do that. Um, now, Adam. Do you know what I think we should start doing, actually? Go on. I think... Monday, one of us should do the whole episode, and Friday, the other one should do the whole episode. And oh, Wednesday, right. okay. we'll do it I think that'd be better from now on. Yeah, if you want, that'd be that'd be sweet. Okay, good. Um, so, first of all, um, this is for Stella Steve. Oh yeah, his Stella pint glass. 
that his missus has been pissing in. She pissed too hard. And uh, the glass is dead. Uh, he took a picture of the... I hope someone... I hope someone is listening who hasn't listened to that episode. <laughs> I don't know. If you are the kind of bellend that jumps in at episode 57 and thinks, oh, I don't really get the references, just track back a little bit, eh? Fucking hell. Oh, I didn't get the wire. I finished... I started on season three, but I just couldn't pick it up. No shit. So, yeah, uh, Steve's missus broke the fucking glass that she wheezed in. And he's like, oh, it's, I'm gutted. And I don't know. I was like, in my head, I was like, should we start a GoFundMe? But then there's not much point because we'd get to like £2.20 and then we'd done. Um, um, This is from Ricky. Hello, chaps. Not really have a word or any feature that you do, but I'm sat pissed watching Gary Barlow's crooners on YouTube and Jason Manford is on there singing with him. Just wondered what you thought about a comedian doing stuff like this, like shows singing or musicals what's your thoughts Adam I mean your career trajectory I could see this within seven years like oh my god have you heard Rose in Hamilton I don't know I don't know what part he's playing cha I've said it because you like a musical you like darling you do like a little bit of musical theatre don't you I do so Sorry, mate. I'm just a bit yawny. Um, <laughs> I miss those coffees. I think the thing with Jason is, and I don't know Jason that well. Um, I've met him a few times. My, I get the impression from Jason that he didn't just want to be a comedian. He wanted to be an entertainer. Mr. Saturday Night, he's got a really good singing voice, and I think he always wanted to do what he's doing now yeah hosting tv shows hosting award shows singing doing whatever he can um that his skills will take him to a lot of good comedians do crack on. huh a lot of good comedians i mean when you're a kid you don't start going to comedian groups or anything you know you do a little bit of fucking drama or you sing in a choir or <laughs> literally just talking about myself but if i <laughs> like you you then as an adult you find comedy and you want to do it but there's still a little bit of you who's like, ah, I fucking love a good sing in a show. I am. Um, I I have this conversation a lot. Whenever my agent sets up a meeting with a producer in London who is part of like the TV industry or whatever, they always ask a very similar question, which is always along the lines of, "What are you using stand up for? Ugh. What's the goal? What's next? What are you? Co- so is it you want to be?" You know, do you want to be in sitcoms? Do you want to write a sitcom? Do you want to do this and that and either? I always, um, my answer is I want to do stand-up so that I can do more bigger stand-up. So I will do anything that facilitates selling stand-up tickets or gets me better at stand-up. Yeah, what? So, they're totally not understanding. I'd do sitcoms, film... I'd do any of those things to help sell more tickets. They see it as like, yeah. would well, you do stand up to get those things and then stop doing stand up? No, fam. Get me those things. Get me all of those things. And then I'll be able to sell even more fucking tickets. Yeah. I am. Um, I think some people think that like stand up can never be the end game. Like that's the most important thing. And I think people are like, I think certainly in the TV industry, they're like, oh, well, you're only doing stand-up so you get a sitcom and of course you'll tore off the back of it but it's all about getting that sitcom isn't it and getting that writing work and whatever it's not the case for me I want to be 
one of the best stand-ups the UK has ever produced. That's what I want to be. I'm not saying I'll ever get there, but that's what I would like. That's my goal. And I feel like if you set a massive goal like that, you'll get, you'll certainly do well regardless of whether you actually reach it. However, I do in recent times think I'd, I've come around to the idea of doing a bit of acting as well. Not necessarily comedy acting. Darling. Darling. I'd love to be like in some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's very. I reckon I I could be a baddie in Cody. Mate, come on. You can do better. How bad bad is anyone in Cory? Like, you want to get your fucking teeth into something a bit grittier than. You want to be a bit Netflix or a bit. You know, yeah. HBO, not Cory, like, oh no, finally, oh, he's, cla- he's closing down the cloth factory. I reckon I could be a lawyer as well. What? I reckon I could be a lawyer. In what? In like a lawyer program. What lawyer programs? Right, what we need is a hairy young scouse lawyer, and we're really <laughs> struggling to cast it. <laughs> I can't, I, I know you can act. But I and I still think <laughs> All right, they're like this fucker, I don't even know him. Leave it. He's paid his bail. Get the fuck out. Don't speak. Don't speak. Say no comments. <laughs> no, well I've just been I've been watching The Good Life a lot lately Chips. and uh, What? What? What the fuck the good life? The good wife. <laughs> You said the good life. I was like, Adam, what the fuck are you watching? The good life's about like a couple that live in the suburbs of Surrey and they're self-sustained because they grow veg and they don't have jobs. I'm like, yeah, I've been watching the good life a lot, you know, with Tom and Barbara. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'd love to play a fucking lawyer. What? <laughs> How bad's your ADD? <laughs> no, the good wife and like, I'm just... I, I can see myself fitting in in like a Chicago law firm. I feel. <laughs> right, cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're just, we're just. We're, this is the, this is the audition. Hi, Adam. Great to see you. Great to see you. We're really excited about what you can do for uh, Chicago Law, the new HBO show, Chicago Law. That's what we named it because we just thought, fuck it, keep it simple. You know, a lot of the people that watch this show are fucking are going to be stupid, so this is going to be fine. Okay, so <laughs> we're just going to do a little bit of ad. <laughs> uh, you, you come into the office. I come into the office like, ah, okay, and just just roll with it. Okay, scene. Oh, I need I need some representation. I, I'm I'm in a fucking bad spot. What have you done, lad? scene okay adam adam i'm gonna stop you there i i know you try to speak english words but obviously we're united we're from the united states and i don't know what accent that was but it wasn't shy town there was no part of illinois yeah no, no, but like i'm a scouser in the program oh the sorry i moved to chicago little smashed it in england i'm like the best defense lawyer in england so chicago have like put a bid in and i've gone <laughs> Yeah, but you no. Oh God, this is the plot. This is the plot. But you've come against the, up against some fucking cocaine deal. That's it. You're fucking brilliant, slightly rogue Liverpool lawyer. But you've come up against some fucking lid cocaine selling like gang, and you've done something. 
essentially virtuous. You know, you've pissed them off and now they're hunting you down. But you've got a cousin who moved to America when he was a kid and you go over and start... <laughs> this is brilliant. Fucking get this off the podcast. This is an idea. What are we call it? And then you go over and you start, you start practicing law, which probably doesn't work, but never mind. You get like a French exchange letter, like eat this. Ah, yeah, this is Adam. He's dead good at the law, so let him practice it over there. And what can we call it? Chicago law? No, it's got to be. It's there's got to be something else. Chicago law. <laughs> He's a fucking genius, mate. And everyone in America be like, "What the fuck is this show? I thought it was Chicago, L.A. I don't know what this is about." Everyone in Liverpool is going, Are you fucking see Chicago La? It's fucking quality. It's fucking quality. Come on, back to the scene. All right, okay. I wanna, I wanna act. You wanna act? This is it. Yeah. Oh my god. You can write the program. I didn't say I wanna write a program. I said I want to act. I'm not I've got ADD, mate. I'm not even sure I can concentrate for this scene that we're talking. Well, that's why you can't act. Okay. Adam. Oh sorry, I'm, I'm the oh god, I'm having a hard time. I, I I got a I got a piece that I I don't know I'm from New York I can't do Chicago I got a piece and I I shot it off in the street some fucking it went crazy and I need representation the fucking what do they call what five O is gonna really bust my balls can you will you represent me fucking out loud sit down nice listen John Lucas Aid what the fuck is a Lucas Aid do they have Lucas Aid in America I don't think so John Lucas Aid I had them imported from Liverpool. It's a scouse drink. You'll like a Lucas Aid. Orange is the best. Original makes you a bit of a paedophile if you drink that, so you don't want to have an original. Orange Luco. Do you want an Orange Luco? What about... Uh, I, I, I think I need one. I think I need one. Some Space Raiders as well. I'm going to have a pack of Space Raiders <laughs> while we're chatting. I'm trying to imagine what a fucking guy who needed legal help would be doing in your office going, what the fuck is a Space Raider? What? Why, are you, why did you call me a paedophile? No, you're not a paedophile. You, you have the orange one. There you go. It's nice. Right. So tell me <gasps> what's happened. A watermelon Lucasade. <laughs> Did you see me drink it? Is that why no. you said Lucasade? No. I, I said Lucasade because Lucasade is a good scouse drink. Who drinks watermelon Lucasade? A fucking, oh, a fucking Tory, mate. I tell you how much restraint I'm having to show to not be homophobic here. Oh, Oh, who's going to need Chicago law now, mate? Who's going to need legal representation? I'll tell you what, I'm going to poke the bear. It's not actually watermelon Lucasaid. It's watermelon and strawberry. I refuse to answer on the grounds I may incriminate myself. <laughs> Fucking hell. Listen, mate, don't get homophobic now, because if you want to act in America, you're going to have to suck some dick, mate, so... <laughs> Hey, listen, kids. There's, there's your space saders. There's oh, beef as well. It. If you if you don't like pickled onion, um, right. So, tell me what you were in the streets, bit of a gunfight, and some what a stray has caused a civilian. Is that what yeah, you're telling me? I, sh I shot someone, but they were really big. They're American. They were kind of fucking big, and it's not my right, fault. They were just know? big. Look, you know? shut up a minute, lad. We're trying to get this fucking dismissed. Okay, okay. I don't need that much info. Chill. Sit down. Right. Thank you, Lucas. Listen. Have you got any oh. info? On any big, on any like big crimes and that, because then I can go big crimes like, and that. I can be like, listen, mate, he shot someone. Fair enough, bad move. 
but he didn't mean it and he can help you he can help you get that big guy you've been after for months Man, so I'll go to not the judge sorry I'll go to the state attorney I gotta stop and say listen I can't do it I can't do it I'm not a fucking I don't know what I don't know where you're from and I don't know you're fucking Morocco but I'm from this listen, I'm, not, I'm from the streets listen, of Shy Town I'm not a rat listen, I'm not a rat listen, I'm not going to be a rat. You're not a rat all you fucking want, mate. You, the, the people you're protecting are going to let you go to prison and you're going to be getting bummed for days. Do you want to get bummed for days or no. do you want to go home? No. Mate, are you... Shut the fuck up. I can tell you're acting, scene. I can tell you're acting because within that scene, you said be a grass. Didn't you? Nice. Did you... Yeah. I just... Did I just catch that right? You've literally fucking harangued me for 50 episodes... Saying you'd I've never grasp. Say, whatever's in the script. Oh, is it? Is it? God, you're so fucking good at this. You're going to be a great actor. I'm the Chicago lawyer. From I mean, Liverpool. You, you Chicago will, lawyer. Coming Chica- soon. Chicago lawyer. Fucking grass. You're a fucking rat, though, mate. York. Hey, and you come back, and everyone will be like, hey, hey, Adam, your character's a fucking rat. I'd be like, sounds, yeah, but I'm not, am I? Now get out my face or I'll fucking nut you. Oh, Jesus. I think you've really got the temperament for Hollywood. I can't, I'm looking forward to seeing you succeed there. How much would you I love to gig in Hollywood? I'd love to play the... I'd love to to do the Ice House or fucking... I'd, lo- I'd just love to see you if you could do it. Do you think you could just tune into it? I think you need a few gigs to just tune into the sort of... I've done some gigs in New York... What was it like, um, reference-wise? Did you did you find stuff dropped out? Or? I had to change one. I had to change one reference Lucas in the whole 15-minute set. One LucasAid reference. <laughs> I had this joke about... I'm sure I've told this on the podcast before. Um, About giving a homeless people money and saying he doesn't want food, he wants cider, and it just got fuck all. They don't know what and cider Because homeless people don't drink cider. That's like a middle-class summer drink there, so I had to change it to vodka, and then it worked. I was going to go out to LA this year. I had a, I had a, a three-week window booked where I was going to do New York and LA back-to-back, and I had some gigs lined up out there, but hopefully I can still get them when we're back from the Rona shit, which is starting to fucking get to me, kids. I need to go out. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, in, you're on good form today, but... Yeah, because I'm it. just accepting it. It's just boring, isn't it? It's really fucking boring now. Oh, yeah. Etta keeps asking to go and see people. She's like, can I go to nursery? Can I go and see my cousins? And you're like, oh, sorry, mate. No. <laughs> fuck, it's tricky. I've just accepted a booking. Freddie, who the fuck is that guy? Just uh, just stuck, said, said he spoke to you about it. I'm doing it in July. <laughs> it's the only gig that's going to be on. in my... The, the drive-in cinema they're going to do stand up and it's near Preston and it's cash and it's just it's the decent fee and I just thought oh fuck it I'm going to give it a try me and Tez Ilyas are doing it because Adam didn't fancy it and I uh, it's 200 odd cars or they got a license for 200 odd cars and they're going to tune in the microphone to the to a frequency on people's radios proper like a drive-in cinema except you're going to be a bell end in the middle doing your stand up and I I'm going to give it a try because, frankly, by July, I think the shutdown will be lifted in Maine, but I don't think work, stand-up-wise, will be happening. So I'm just going to give it a try. It's a bit of money, but also just for the experience. I think it's going to be a weird one. We'll see. 
the fact that it was near Preston made it easier. I wondered why you didn't fancy it. Because I think it's going to be fucking shit. Okay. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said to him. He, he offered me it. And I was like, no. And he was like, why not? I said, because I don't think it's going to be good. And I know we've joked on this, like we drive anywhere to do a shit gig right now. But realistically, I want my, I don't want my first gig in four months to be a shit one. Yeah. I, w- I want my first gig back to be a hot water to a full fucking room and killing. I don't want my first gig in four months to be me performing. And every time someone likes a joke, they have to fucking wipe the windows to let me know <laughs> we said that on the phone I was like he was like All right, we're, you know what Freddie's like just throwing out ideas he was like maybe we'll do something where they flash the lights or honk the horn I was like no Freddie that's not you're not rev you're- your engine if you've been before rev <laughs> your engine if you haven't been before <laughs> they sound they sound like more powerful engines don't they what what <laughs> <laughs> Who's who's idling? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking ridiculous! I I tell you what, if it works, which I I'm I don't care. It's a it's a couple of hundred quid doing a gig near my hometown. We'll see what happens. I'm fine, and I've you know that thing of like I'll gig anywhere at the moment. Turns out I fucking would. But uh, yeah, I didn't think about it being the first gig back, but it's going to be mental if at the end to show appreciation for your set, everyone honks the horn. I think that will be it, that will be full on. That will be like I'm the star of the most well-organized session of dogging in history when there's just 200 cars in a field all pointing at me, flashing the lights and honking the horn. I'll be like, your sex are down. Still got it. <laughs> Yeah, just I, I need my first gig back to be a very good one, and I don't think that's going to be. So I said no. <laughs> but I've just bought a garage door, so Daddy going to pay for it with some honking of the homes. <laughs> Do I don't know if you're going to be playing to a hot war that's sold out first gig back. I think if it's legal for them to fill it, then they'll absolutely fill it without question. Right. Like, if they're allowed to put 200 people in there, then they'll easily find 200 people who want to go to it. Mate, yeah, but they're not going to be... I, th- I think they're going to be... I think they're going to be allowed to have 100 people. Maybe it's going to be even lower than that, and maybe they decide not to open till they hit that 100, 110 people that they were talking about. I think it is going to be staggered. So 110's fine, isn't it? 110's yeah. doable, yeah. I'd do that. You'd have to be club. pretty hardline to be like, I won't play it till it's sold out, okay? <laughs> Um, shall we do yeah. some Would You Rathers, Adam? Oh, yes, mate. You love a Would You Rather, don't you? I love it. Will you make an edit note, though? Because I need to go and have a wee. I've been dieting and I'm drinking too much water. Yeah, okay. So... He's gone for a little tinkle. I mean, in theory, I should definitely edit this out. But there's a bit of me wants to see how long Adam pisses for. Just in the name of science, I think that gig in the field is going to be... I think it's going to be weird. But there's a part of me that thinks, ah, fuck it, give it a try. It's a free hit, isn't it? It's a free hit. If it's shit, you're like, oh, yeah. That was probably always going to be shit. And if it's good, it's a fucking Brucey bonus. 200 bones. Mate, I'm not getting paid for stand-up until fucking October. I will stand in a field and get flashed at for 200 nicker. 
It's going to be fucking so. How are you even hear the laughter at all? Do you think people will open their windows? Because then they'll be like, don't fucking laugh in my direction, mate. Oi, Vauxhall Corsa, laugh forwards. Don't laugh out your fucking window, mate. Give me the Rona. All the cars are going to be separated. And then there's going to be proper, like, stage and lights. It'll rain, won't it? It'll be fucking raining. And then all you'll hear is... And the windscreen wiper's going. They've got to cancel if it rains. Fuck me. How desperate do I sound? I'll be all right. It'll be in a field and... And I probably pay me, pay me, and that's fine. I've got four wheel drive. I'm gonna drive off. For fuck's sake! Brutal. I'm back. That was a quick piss. How's your diet going, mate? It's going dead well. The past three days. You look. And can I just say, I should have said it before. You look amazing. Do you know what I mean? I weighed myself. Not yesterday. The day before. Right. No, it was yesterday. Okay. And I'm the heaviest I've ever been, knowingly. Awful. What an awful moment that was in my life. Yeah, I'm creeping up towards that fucking that that horrific high water mark. Oh, it's brutal, isn't it? So you're just cutting out sugar? Cut out sugar and I've just started eating better, making sure everything I I'm eating a food rather than a product. Oh Honestly. Beautiful. Um, yeah. And um, I'm trying to give myself food poisoning as well, so that I just shit loads oh. of weight off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ring it, ring an Indian takeaway, and be like, "Whatever you've got that's old." I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, we don't keep the old food, my friend. Oh, There's off. no old food here. You have to have fresh things, or we get shut down by the hygiene people. Okay, talking about getting shut down. Let's crack on. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather? And I'll preface this by saying. You've got to stay with her. You can't pie her off. You're with her for life. But would you rather Jade was a foot and a half taller or a foot and a half smaller? She's got to be one or the other and you've got to stay with her. How tall is she now? Let me just work it out. How tall is she? She's... Jade, how tall are you? 5'3". 5'4". Shit. So she's six. <laughs> Hang on. How does it work? It's six foot nine. No. Six, six foot, foot eleven. Ten. Six foot ten? Yeah. And f- three foot. Oh, she's three foot ten. Ten. Um, I mean, three foot ten's pretty fucking small, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm still going to go with that. I'd rather be able to fucking, like, throw around the bedroom and that a bit than have to Mate, use it as a climbing frame. You wouldn't be able to just throw around the bedroom. You could throw around a fucking football pitch. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I'd rather have someone who looks like a Pokemon than a giraffe. <laughs> you've just said and I know you're on a fucking Haribo free diet you've literally just said with no comedy intended I'm the heaviest I've ever been and then you're like yeah I'll have a 3 foot 10 girlfriend see how that goes where's Jade I haven't seen Jade for fucking ages oh shit she's under me tit come out Jade there you go there you go she's three inches she's still three foot yeah I know I know I was exaggerating for comedy that's like 
still less than four Subway sandwiches. Just. <laughs> you know you're a fat lad when you go, when you see a crime happen and like, did you see how tall the assailant was? Oh, mate, he was fucking big lad. He was like six sandwiches, Subway. He was about six foot longs. <laughs> it was, it was quite big as well. Me bull yeah, marinara. No. Um, I, I'd, uh, oh, would you not like I'm a tall bird? Just to be like, what? no. I'm not. I don't want to date a Premier League centre back. <laughs> Fucking Premier League six foot ten. You don't want to. You're not to date an LA Laker. Um, it would be brutal, wouldn't it? Every date that you went out. How tall are you? Five eight. No, sir. Are you five nine? No, sir. Five seven. You're not that. How tall I'm are you? Six foot. Oh, get to fuck. <laughs> you got a six foot head. <laughs> I'm five nine and three eighths. Oh, uh, here we go. Uh, it was five nine and six foot ten. It looks like your your, your mum is taking you to primary school. I'll take you as far as the gates, and then you can go the rest of the way. Thank you. Off you run. I just have a good day, Adam. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't be dating someone that tall. I just feel emasculated all the time. I'd rather have a little fucking tiny one running around. You know what I mean? It's, if it's I ever a... get pissed off with her, I can just put her on a shelf for a bit. <laughs> I, I have said it before. I like a little bit of junk in all of the trunk, and you know, this yes. People have got game. They've got game. It's not about your shape and size. You can have a preference. Some attractive, sexy people are the shape they are. That's fine. But there would be something for me quite intriguing about just a giant woman. To just know that I couldn't do if she was just wanted to just pin me down, and I'd just be like, I can't do anything about this. Do you know what I mean? It's a. It'd be a weird feeling. I've never been with a girl that could beat me up. If it not like fucking pieing each other in like weapons, I'm just talking wrestling. I could always win. I think it would be intriguing to be like, oh my god, oh my god, she's got me. Be gentle. Do you not think? No, I need to know. I could knock her out. No, no don't knock her out. Just fucking, just put her to sleep in a chokehold. <laughs> hey, hey, you're. Hey, doesn't matter about the dishes if you're unconscious. Go to sleep. That's it, go to sleep. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want a massive uh, girlfriend. Sorry. You made that one easy. Okay. I was just intrigued. Little tiny one. You pick it up, do whatever you want. Sexually, that opens so many doors, being able to definitely be able to pick them up. What, fairy doors? Um, would you? Would you rather be head of a Mexican drug cartel with all the power and wealth but continuously be hunted down by an ambitious David Jukes who sent this in can I just say the wonderful amount of detail you went into a Mexican drug cartel leader with we- with power and wealth but you're continuously hunted down by an ambitious career driven fed who may take you down at any time or would you rather be the ambitious career driven fed that pursues the Mexican drug cartel but has the threat of being taken out at any time. What would you rather? Would you rather be I'd the... Rather be, I'd rather be the head of the Mexican drug cartel. I fucking knew you were going to say that. You look a bit Mexican as well. Mate, Chicago <laughs> law... 
Chicago law has got you've got very little chance. And I love fuck I'm a lawyer. Hey, shut the fuck up, don't be a nonce. Right, but I think let's do the same audition now for you to be El Lido. <laughs> nah, Rose. Nah, Rose. <laughs> right. Come on, do your Mexican drug lord. Pro- proper not a scouse one. I want to hear you. Uh, I want to hear you, Pablo Escobar. You're gonna have to give me the line that I've got to say. I'm an actor. I'm not a writer. You come into right. Okay. What was you coming? Thespian. You come into my house. We trust you, and you try to fuck us up the ass. And now you come to our house. And now we trust you. You try to fuck us. Up. And now Chomo. Now you pay the ultimate price. That's it. That's the line. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds right. Let's see, see everyone. Quiet down, quiet down. That's it. Hang on. And Adam Rowe as El Lido in Nacros. See. <laughs> cut, cut, everyone. Cut, cut. I am so, so sorry, Adam. So sorry. I don't know what got you there. Okay, have you got your composure? You're coming to our hang on, house. Hang on, scene. Action. You come into our house. We trust you. <laughs> then you try to fuck us up. The- why, why is the director laughing? Because you're doing Dracula. Why <laughs> is the director laughing? <laughs> <laughs> you come into our house. Ooh, I want to buy your cocaine. Okay, so there's a problem with the accent. You want me to change it up? I want it, you know, with a Mexican drug lord. I always think it sounds better if they're not from Transylvania. Personal preference. <laughs> right. Okay. One more. Go. Listen, this feels weird to say it. This feels dodgy to say it. But I don't know any Mexicans, and we don't border Mexico. And I know you can be racist towards Mexicans. But I don't think you can as a Liverpoolian. I've never heard anyone go, have you heard about the fucking awful Scouse comedian who's racist against Mexicans? You're like, no one gives a shit. Oh, shut up. I'd go a bit Mexican. I'd go a bit like... Aye, aye, aye. Okay. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. It's, it's quite on set. Action! You're going to our house. I <laughs> <laughs> trust you. And then you try to <laughs> I can't work like this. <laughs> You're going to our house. We trust you. <laughs> are you doing are you doing Mexican Christopher Walker? Yeah. You're going to our house. Your father. I trust you. Your father. And then you try to fuck us up the ass. <sighs> and now. And now you pay the most ultimate price, motherfucker. You've always got with walking. You've always got to go low at one point. You're paying, you're paying the ultimate price. You pay. You die with your life. Right. Now do it, Mexican. <laughs> We're paying ultimate price. <laughs> I. I don't. Honestly. I, I'm not trying to slag you off, mate. <laughs> you try. You try to do this and you, we trust you. It's better. And then you try to fuck us up the ass. Yes. No. Now, 
You pay the ultimate price, my friend. <gasps> I'm going to fuck your nana. Okay, he's ad-libbed. Seen, he's ad-libbed. <laughs> Loved it. Just check with everyone. What's a nanar? What's a Lucas? Why does he keep asking for Lucas aid? Oh, Adam, Adam, Adam. I'd say this. I'm not trying to poo-poo your dreams, but um, and I'm not saying you can't go over to America and be a brilliant, successful actor. I would say this, though, just as a safety net, next time you get offered a drive through gig near Preston, I'd fucking take it, mate. I mean, just to be safe. Just be safe. Do you want me to play the other role? Do you want me to be the FBI guy? Yeah? So you see which one you think I'm more suitable for? I'm just thinking... I, I don't know how you're topping Christopher Walken Mexican, but... Okay. We've been after this guy for four fucking years. <laughs> He's not getting away again. What is it? <laughs> what was that? What did we leave? We've been after this guy for four fucking years. He ain't getting away again. <laughs> Why is he Australian? <laughs> what you should be asking is why isn't he Australian? Oh, I tell you I what, Adam. I don't want to work with people who think inside the box. I want to be with people who take the box, kick it around a bit, smash it to pieces, and put it back together Mate, as a circle. I don't work inside the box. I stand on the box in a field with a load of cars watching me. <laughs> so I don't talk about the fucking box. I brought the box. Ah, box, lad. (laughs) Just to be clear, I meant her vagina and not the coffin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, that's fine. In what way you should be upset. (laughs) That's fine then. God, I was about to be offended on behalf of my dead mother then, but luckily you clarified. That is how you want to pay me. You come onto a podcast that I love, and you talk about my mother's box. Box? I can't compete with Al Pacino. She got a great ass. Oh, mate, making a note. We're having an accent off. Ladies and gents, the good people of Have a Word, let us know what accents you want me and Adam to do. In fact, in the vein of today's episode, for Friday, let us know... What ca- uh, we would like to do some characters. What I'd like is uh, nationality or region, where they're from, and what they do. That's what we want. Yeah. Also, an adjective would really be good. So let's do a random. You can also throw in, yeah, an actor if you want. So you, if you want us to do Al Pacino playing a dog walker from Somerset, then put that in there. Right. Making things way more complicated. I, <laughs> I've, I've, I've chosen the adjective, and I've chosen the job. I'd like you, blind, to pick out the region, accent, or nationality that I'll put in the middle. Adam, go. Um, Congolese. <laughs> <laughs> right okay, I'll show you what I've got Horny Congolese Fisherman <laughs> Right Okay <laughs> Okay 
Why? Uh, wait, 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 wait. Why did I'm I let you? So I, I come into the scene. Right. You're the horny Congolese fisherman. No, I'm going to. No, 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 no. Now, 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 write down. I want you to write down the ad. No, fuck. You write down an adjective and a job, and I'll choose the nationality. Okay. Um. Fucking Congolese, you're a rat. That's entrapment. Let's do the drive through gig right now. <laughs> Pull your handbrakes up if you've seen live comedy in a field before. Um, what have you got? Go on. What? Right, okay. You need to have the nation, don't you? Okay. The, Can I pick the nation okay. now? Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, doke. Um, uh, let me just think. Uh, Chinese. <laughs> so I've got angry Chinese car park attendants. <laughs> right, can we do them individually? Because these two cunts can't have a conversation. There is there is no scene. Oh, it's only fun if they meet. Oh yeah, it'd be boring on its own, wouldn't it? A horny Congolese fisherman. Where's the comedy there? I mean, I don't think you could do the character of a horny Congolese fisherman. It's not fun. An angry Chinese car park attendant. Where would the comedy come from? Unless they talk to each other. Listen. Right. So the angry, the, the horny Congolese fisherman is having a fish and he's left uh, his car park to the ticket on in the fishing car park. Okay. <laughs> Let me do my voice. This I come is- here. Yo, yo, Mr. Man with the fishing rod. Let me ask you a question. Why are you shouting at me? You do not yo, have the I- right... Oh. Yo, I've left your car. There's no ticket on it. <laughs> <laughs> I do not... <laughs> I do not I need a ticket. My this, father this, this, and my father's father have, fi- have fished off this car park, <laughs> off the coast of this car park. Also, I am just remembering that the Congo is landlocked, so I don't know what the fuck I'd be doing as a Congolese fisherman. <laughs> this, this Congolese fisherman needs to fucking concentrate. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Why are you fucking the fish? Why are you fucking it? Are you honey or something? I would never... Fuck the fish. If you give a man a fish, he can feed his family for two days. If you fuck a fish, nobody can eat it. I think you read the wrong part of the Bible. I tell you what, though. I don't know where I'm meant to be from. <laughs> I tell you what, though. Yeah, I like it when you're angry. You're very, <laughs> you're very attractive in your NCP uniform. <sighs> right. I want some suggestions for Friday. We're going to have an accent off, but they don't need to meet, as I think we've just worked out. <laughs> no, they do. Individually, it's fine. We'll do a little. We'll do a little like FA Cup draw, and we'll we'll make them have conversations. You can't do horny Congolese or fisherman. We've had it. Horny Congolese fisherman. May it never. When is that again? I think that might be another world first. <laughs> Who's ever been like, you know what I'm going to write down on a piece of paper? Horny Congolese fisherman. Because there's no fisherman from, from the Congo. What do you mean there's no fisherman? Right. Just because it's landlocked doesn't mean there isn't a lake. Oh, of course. I meant like, you know. Um, yeah, you were right, by the way. I've just seen your WhatsApp about that cunt that fucking set me up for that corporate. 
Adam. Really? Yeah, you're bang on. He was an absolute ballad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't realised you'd messaged me going, who's that, mate? Was it this gun? I'm like, fucking yes, it was. I'd fucking love to horny Congolese fisherman him. That didn't make sense. Um, let me just look. Sort of dead. <laughs> the, the Congo. Let me have a look at the Congo on a map. Right in the middle of Africa. I'll tell you what. Way down deep in the middle of the, of the Congo. Oh, yeah. I meant fishermen as in off the coast, you know, feeding the... F- but of course... Oh, but Adam, of course, there's the... There's um, there's big lakes. There's the Lakmai and Dombe. So they could be fishing in there. Of course. Yeah, they could be. Yeah. I just... Yeah, good thinking. Okay. Well, that ended less funny um, than it was in the middle. Okay. <laughs> Do you love podcasts? Have you always wanted to do your own, but you don't know how? Well, here at Lightwork Studios, if you've got an idea for a podcast, then we want to record it and record it well. Whether you're doing your first podcast or you've been doing it for years, we think all podcasts should look and sound as good as possible. And with prices starting from £30 an hour, we are by far the best-priced professional podcast studio in London. We've got three HD cameras, six top-of-the-range mics, and a sound technician on hand to make sure that all you have to focus on is talking. We can have the recording edited and sent to you the very same day. Find us at lightworkpodcasts.com so we can help record your next podcast. Send in your questions and suggestions to haveawardpod at gmail.com. Let's crack on with this nonsense. Oh, oh shit. It's time to have a word with Adam and Dan. Tell us all the problems you have with your friends. This was going to be the whole podcast. Now it's just the final 10%. Yes, mate. You alright? I just wanted to stay silent to see at what point you'd start talking. <laughs> and then I laughed before that happened. Um, it's been a silly one today, hasn't it, Adam? It's been a silly one. Yeah, that's. And as always, Monday's Patreon uh, producer list episode. So stick around after the song uh, to listen to our list of people who sign up for £10 a month on Patreon. Um, we are blown away. The Patreon is ticking up rather nicely people that seem to be joining because they know they get that extra episode every Wednesday um, obviously this has gone out on Monday if you do want Wednesday's episodes just sign up before Wednesday and that's as simple as that yeah and then you'll get also the previous Wednesday's Patreon episode well patreon.com slash have a word pod and I actually think last week's Patreon episode which was our first Patreon episode might be the best episode we've ever done maybe you go and listen and check it out we had a lot of good feedback from it anyway you're flagging mate you need sugar i can feel it in you i do need sugar i you, really need the I angry the angry chinaman was your peak emotionally and physically right let's try and fix we've already done a fuck ton of podcast let's try and genuinely fix someone's life here i'll take this dead seriously i promise i'm in a very serious mood now from now. okay Morning, Adam and Dan. Hi. Love the pod, especially Wednesday's episode this week. Adam was on fire. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Can you help solve an eight-year-old mystery? 
I used to live in a flat in town, by which I assume he means Liverpool. And my amazing girlfriend at the time, now wife, would put up with me bringing a few mates back after a night out. One particular night got a bit messy and two mates stayed over. The next morning, my missus woke me up and demanded I come into the kitchen where she had found a massive human shit in our kitchen bin. <laughs> what? So just repeat two friends. Just repeat that. I've honestly I drifted a little bit and then you I can't believe I drifted. I'm so sorry. So he brought two of his mates back after a night out right. to carry on drinking or doing whatever in the kitchen. And the next morning, his missus woke him up and she wanted an explanation because she had found a massive human shit in the kitchen bin. <laughs> to this day, both of my mates deny it was them and I'm 99% certain it wasn't me. <laughs> I love how we can't commit to that. One mate who... It's spelled M-A-L-A-C-H-Y. So I'm going to say Malachi. One mate, Malachi, was known to need an urgent shit whenever he'd been doing cocaine. The other mate, Sam, had never been to the flat before, and the only other evidence I have is that my wife recalls someone opening our bedroom door in the middle of the night and then quickly closing it, presumably looking for the toilet. One of these two dirty bastards shat in my bin, and I'm hoping a shout-out on the podcast and me forcing them to listen to it will finally make one of them come clean. No pun intended. Something they clearly didn't manage to do on the night, as although we found the shit in the bin, we didn't find any toilet roll. Malaki left pretty early the morning after because I confronted them both. But Sam stayed around for a while, perhaps to try and appear innocent. We've all moved away from Liverpool now, so we have lost touch. And it was probably two years since we were all together, and even then, neither of them would admit to it. I don't know if they listen to the pod, but I'll certainly be making them have a listen if I can finally get some help getting to the bottom of this. For what it's worth, I always thought it was Sam, due to him not being in the flat before and the fact he hung around the next day longer than someone normally would. He was also a bit cooler than us and had more of a reputation to uphold. <laughs> Whereas Malaki, being a dirty cunt from County Tyrone in Northern Ireland... Malachi. Fucking Malachi. Malachi. It will be, one if he's from... If you're from Kenny Tyrone, fucking Malachi, is it? County Tyrone. I don't know. Well, he reckons Malachi doesn't give a shit about where he shits or who knows it. Oh, man. Cheers, Nailed on this. From John, a word is original. P.S. There is another op. There is another option that you could opt for, which is that the wife shat in our own bin so that I'd stop bringing mates back, sniffing Lemo, and playing Oasis songs like Twat at 4 a.m. when she was in bed. If it was here all this time, then she's a scary genius. Over to you, Dan. Right, well, first of all, this needs saying... Disgusting! And just again... Disgusting! Because it's never been more apt. Can we just before... Well, it was fucking one, yes! <laughs> it, was, it was fucking one, yes! Uh, before we get going, John, that bit of conspiracy theory you threw out at the end, you can literally draw a line through that your wife didn't shit in her own bin just to stop you bringing them, bringing your mates around. I, I get it. You were like, women are clever. Yeah, but women aren't clever shit in a bin like clever. That's not necessarily Can clever. I just say, That's mental. 
Can I say right now yeah. that if I had to hazard a guess, yeah. I would say that that's actually what happened. Where is it? No. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No, you, 100% would. You think the wife who wasn't drinking... To shit in our bin to stop me bringing mates around. Like late and waking it up. No. I reckon women are totally capable of that. I think you're being naive because you've got a good wife. Right. I'm going to... Uh, the good life. Oh, sorry, the good wife. Uh, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to work backwards through the theories, right? Okay. One, the wife. Adam likes that idea. I do not. I just... I, I cannot see a girlfriend going, you know what? I'm fucking sick of these dickheads. And they keep coming round. Fucking pissing me off. How am I going to get rid of them? Ugh, I'm going to do something that one of them could do that is frankly... Disgusting! And then I'm going to pretend it was one of them. I know. They could shit in the bin. No one would plan to be like, where could they shit? They'd do it, you'd do it on the kitchen floor. You'd poo on the toilet, not in it. Who would be like, I'm going to shit in the bin? That's what these morons would do. I, ju- I personally, I need to draw a line through the wife. Then, but, jo- go on. But doesn't that make it perfect? The fact that all these years later, you immediately dismiss her from suspect-tion. suspect Suspect. Right. Being a suspect. That's like... She's not a suspect in your mind because she nailed it so perfectly. Maybe she would have thought I'll shit on the toilet seat, but then all these years later on this podcast, she'd have been like, that could easily be an air that. But she didn't. She's one step ahead of everyone. Right. And she always has been the dirty fucker. Right. So that's like being woken first thing in the morning, Saturday morning, trying to have a lie in, and your missus next year, and you feel a really strong punch in the fucking eye, and you go, oh... Oh, fucking hell, what you punched me for? And Jay goes, it's aliens. It was aliens. Aliens came down and smacked you in the face. Aliens the punched you. you. And then, and then, and then she go, you go, oh, well, is it fuck aliens? It's you. But hang on. It's so obvious that it's you. Like, if you punch me, that'd be too obvious. Do you know what I mean? Like, some things are obvious no, because they no fucking happen. Like that, is it? Because it's possible that she's shit in the bed. It's not possible that aliens came down. Right. Listen, let me just work through. That was the worst analogy I've ever come up with, but I, I knew what it I meant. It was really Shut shit. up, you fucking <laughs> rat. Just because you work for Chicago La. Right, Sam. Sam, who fucked, who didn't fuck off, who stuck around. You, again, you're second-guessing yourself too much, John. You're like, no, well, she definitely... Sh- no one would think she shot in the bin, so she could have. Sam stuck around so that's if you were guilty but you were clever and you were like playing the long game you'd stick around to make someone think that you didn't fuck off because you were guilty now mate that leaves us with Malachi 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 I don't know how to say this cunt's name but he's got a history of doing cocaine plops which mate I have been there I have been at some cool fucking after parties had my first line of 3.30am beak with some fucking attractive looking girls knocking about and then realised uh, there's baby laxatives in there and I need an almighty dump when you've been boozing it's late on and then it's one of those flats you know when the flats haven't got a window to the to the bathroom and you go in there and you're like oh it's one of those permanently warm flat bathrooms and you do a fucking horrible dump I think Malachi's had a little bit of the cocaine squirts. The ching- oh, Malachi the chingle- had been to the house before, so he would know where the bathroom is. Why they, would he shit in the bin? They've been drinking 
they've been drinking and doing fucking beak and you're like well if you knew the where the toilet was I don't see how he could have pooed on the floor and then picked it up and put it in the bin like is it is it, does that get that, that gets Malachi off the hook doesn't he he's he's a fucking cocaine fiend that has a history of pooing his pants on cocaine and in the morning he fucked off and his only defence is he knows where the toilet is so how can it be no. him there's also no toilet roll found so you're telling me he picked it up with his bare hands what if he just so whoever did this purposefully shat in the bin he maybe just mate it makes I'm sense I'm telling you right now I'm never coming to a house party in yours because with my medical history if someone shits in your bin based on this you're going to blame me yeah, mate I know what you mean don't play the victim you big fangita you'll get your sugar have a Haribo I think you just need a little tub of like fucking jelly beans at the side when I'm, and I'm like you're fucking to a house party in yours knowing that if someone shits in your bin I'm going to be suspect number one yeah but you know what if you do if that happens you'll be like it's fucking Laura look at her all angry pretending to be fucking angry like you know it's someone in it and you've got IBS Malachi exactly. Malachi it's not me. Malarkey M- Maliki I hope he's not Asian everything that we've looked at so far points to the wife she's got the perfect crime here she's shit in the bin she knows one of his mates has got a long history of shitting and stuff how have you she knows what she's doing and she's in your head. She's not in mine because I control the fucking game. But she's got in your head, mate. Because you're like, oh, women don't shit in bins. Women shit in whatever they fucking like if it means getting their own way. <laughs> I don't know how with so many people. I mean, I don't even know how John's... He was 99% sure that 1% sh- could equal a shit in the bin. I don't know how. You <laughs> have managed to get so many have a words like, no, 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 it's none of these lads. They seem good. They seem all right. It's that fucking wife. It's that woman. There's women listening to this going, Adam, it fucking wasn't her. We need some follow-up. Oh, what a coincidence. We need some follow-up. We need some follow-up, John. If you're hearing this... We need, we need. I need, I need a character reference. I need, I, I need your missus. I need your missus to email in. I want some closure on this because I think Adam has gone all fucking nine eleven bin shit on you. <laughs> I don't think Jade. His wife would. did it. I'm telling you, Jade. Right now, I'm telling you right now. Jade would not shit in a bin. You do not know her well enough, my friend. Is she napping? No, she's awake, but she's. Woke up with a stiff neck, so she looks like a fucking robot. Yeah, because she's had to bend round the fucking bin to do a crap. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, right, I'm just telling you right now, everyone listening. Adam has had enough of me. He's having a sugar low. We've done, no, no, we've done loads of points. I want to get to the bottom of this. I don't care if it takes us six fucking weeks, mate. John, email back in. I need a character reference. I, I need fuck- to know the sneakiest thing you've ever caught your wife doing. Oh, what what yeah. what has your wife done that makes it possible, in your opinion? Oh, Adam, I love how your brain works. This is going to serve you so well in Chicago law. You just see it. You see it. Exactly. Malachi, I put a tenner on it, and he owed me 15. From and am I right in assuming, John, that Malachi knew where the toilet was and that there was nothing on the floor to suggest the shit had been done on the floor and then moved to the bin am I right in assuming that it, the shit was put directly into the bin from the bum hole a straight a clean break 
The poo shoe. That's what I'm assuming based yeah, on the information yeah, yeah. given. No toilet roll found. Yeah, yeah. What was what was used to move it? Yeah. I think John's not out of the fucking firing range on this one. I'm pretty sure it wasn't me. He knew where the bin was. Wow, that was fascinating. Not again. We've not got to the bottom of it, but I think, you know. Telling you right now though. Go on. If this was an episode of Chicago La and it's like season two and I now work for the prosecution. Yeah. Then my suspect number one, right in the middle of me fucking um corkboard, yeah. is the white corkboard. He's gone with all the fucking strings coming off to all their connected people. <sighs> Malaki, Malaki, Malachi. That dirty fucker. Well, we've laughed and we've cried. We've played Congolese fishermen. And all good things must come to an end. And this definitely must. Ooh. I hope he gets back in touch with us before Wednesday or Friday so that we can move to the next episode of Chicago La. Chicago La. That's I can't sh- believe we ended up with a like a mystery at the end of the Chicago Lard episode. <laughs> Hung jury. <laughs> Misadventure. That's what your ma's nickname is for me, lad. <laughs> Hung Judy. Hung jury. Uh, got a song for you, if you want one. If you want one, give you the fucking song, won't I? Um, the song is called Regina George, who people will know is a character from the hit teen movie Mean Girls. Um, the artist is called Kate Nichol. Uh, Kate is a singer-songwriter from Kiri Murr in Scotland. She turned 17 a few weeks ago, but had released her first entirely self-written EP at the end of February. Fucking good on you. She says, although I know that they could possibly be improved on, the tracks on the EP. I am proud of my work as recording this EP was my first experience in the studio. And I also know that I have many years ahead of me and I'm yet to learn new things in music and find my sound playing, singing and songwriting are my favorite things to do. And I would love to be able to make a living out of it one day. I would really appreciate so much. If anyone was willing to check out these songs and give me some feedback, this is a song, Regina George, stick around for after the song and you'll hear our list of Patreon producers who pay us £10 a month and get some exclusive bonus content in return, as well as some merch discounts and shit. See you soon, guys. See you, lads. you to hear me out
to survive No, I will not cry Over your cruel intentions Cause someday someone's gonna come along And give you what you've been deserving Gonna build a branch Out of the bricks you threw me And I'm gonna build it tall And make it high so You're too small to reach I'm not going to accept The things that I don't deserve I'm not gonna turn No, I don't need your drama, I don't need your lies I'm so tired of the backstabbing all of the time At the end of the day, this is real life You can't be Regina George and expect to survive Tired of knives in my back, making me feel weak So now I'm moving on, walking away from all that Got plasters on my wounds, healing like battle scars I'm gonna build my big bridge over your body And I hope to God someday you begin to feel sorry But everything you did to make me feel unworthy Cause your friends will leave you and you Don't need your lies I'm so tired of the backstabbing All of the time At the end of the day You can't say I didn't try You can't be Regina George And expect to survive No, I don't need your drama I don't need your lies I'm so tired of the backstabbing All of the time At the end of the day This is real life You can't be Regina George and expect to survive Right, here's a list of £10 patrons. Thanks very much, guys. If you are a £10 patron, you become a producer of Have a Word. And here's everyone that's pledged £10. If you want to do it, as we've said several times, patreon.com slash have a word pod. They are Aaron Ledbetter, Adam, AJ Gregson, Alex Jones, Alexis Bly, Ali Richardson, Amy, Andrew Boyle, Andy, Andy Mannix, Anthony Duran, Anthony Jollies, Anthony Wilkinson, Barney Wood, Barry Parsons, Becky Hale, Bethany Griffiths, Bunny Whitehead, Carmel, Chris Jones, Chris Townsend, Chris Watson, Kian O'Connell, great name, Colin Pugh, Colette Hind, Curtis Charlton, Dan Lindsay, Daniel Newman, Daniel Pugh, Danny Gilligan, Dave Checkley, David Everson, Dean Cochran, Donna McCauley, Ella Knight, Emma Donnelly, Emma Green, Fiona, Frank Hughes, The Frog and Bucket, George, Jared Keane, Graham Cashel, Graham Owens, Ian Pringle, Ian Chadwick, Jack Robert, Jack Russ, James Fuchs, 
James, why has that made me laugh? James Hall, Jamie Moores, Janet Roskell, Jason Hopkins, Jason Reynolds, Jake, I'm going to get the giggles, Jay Kyle, Jen, Jen Wilson, Jennifer Redding. <laughs> That's the worst time to get the giggles. Why am I getting it on Jennifer Ridding as well? Jesse Elwood, Jill Bushell. John Pard, John Barrowcliffe. How does he fucking do this every Monday? John Ryan, Johnny Armstrong, Johnny Edwards, Jonathan Bagley, Joseph Moore, Josh, Josh Holt Flusk. What a fucking name. Julie Smith, Kate Bidwell, Kate Hamilton, Kathleen Simon, Catherine Wells, Kira Tan, Kenny Gad, Khadija Mir, Kiefer Gallagher, Kieran Woodall, Kieran Gibson, Kirsty Leonard, Lee, Lee Hson, Lee Grant, Liam, Louise Grimes, Mark Cowan. Mark Hammered Mark Hammered I'm sober I'm not Hammered and he isn't either he's Mark Hammond Mark Hollenbach Mark Pugh Martin Matt Bibby Matt Delmain Matt Flannery Matthew Reese, my boy Max Prenty Maxine Eyre Megan Michael Woods Mike Kivy, Mike Quirk Mike Pugh Mike Sullivan Muttley Nathan Sharricks, Nick Stannard, Owen Babman, fam, he's a Babman. Paul McDonald, Pete Graves, Peter Vincent, up in Stockton. Rachel Heron, Rachel Whiteley, Rebecca Thomas, Richard Palmer, Rob Barker, Rob Bell, Rob Knowles, Rob Rudge, Rob Upton, Robin Kerr, only fucking Russell Waring, Ryan Farrow, fucking love Ryan Farrow. What, Sam Crow? What, Sam McGuire? The journalist. Sam Schnook. Sorry, Sam. Sam Snook. Sammy Taylor, who's not Geordie. Saz Green, who fucking is. Scott Brickcliffe. Simon Martin. Steve Woolley. Gone mental. Steph Keeling. Stefan Bullock. Sorry, Stefan Bullock. <laughs> it's obviously been a long episode. Stephen Byrne. Stephen Theobald, who's from the 18th century. Steve Boris. Steve Green. Stephen D. Malone. Stephen Thompson. Terry... Burke, Texas Jilly B, shout out to my Houston Bay, Thomas Civita, Tom Chadwick, Tom Harris, Tom Isaris, Tom Rowe, Tom Simpson, Tom Twistleton, Tony P, and Wes Coakley. They are our £10 patrons. God bless them, one and all. I don't usually do this list, and it's not as easy as Adam he doesn't make it sound easy does he oh fuck I'm doing a podcast on my own again during him having a wee chat some shit when he's already fucked off I'll do the list it's been an absolute pleasure ladies and gents patrons patrons see you Wednesday every other motherfucker I'll see you Friday alright lids bye bye